0: Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello. Oh my goodness, my heart was so ready to do a word on impact. Today, we're going to talk about your impact plan. And hopefully, at least by the end of this time together, you'll have a few ways to come up with your own personal impact plan. Or if you are very much into this kind of work, be able to revise your personal impact plan. Now, this stirred up this morning, and I found it really interesting. Today in the U.S., right, we recognize Thanksgiving, and the original plan this year was to go and and gather with family, and of course, that would mean out-of-state travel and, and too far for a drive as far as work schedules and everything else. And at the last minute, there was pressure, there was intensity, there was a lot of fear, and it did not make sense Together. So I couldn't be with family today, which is one of the ways that I really just wanted to give. I'm so much that person that wants to give time, quality time, make memories, build experiences. So, since it couldn't be that, I thought that the way that one of the ways that I could give today was to give a message on impact. I feel like it's so relevant, so timely, so, so needed in the world that we're living when there's constant change, when there's a lot of intensity, when there is fear circulating, even if that is not your your operating system, right? Even if that's something that you've really trained yourself not to listen to and give into, that's not true for everybody. So I really just wanted to speak to how to really create space and grace for what matters most to you. Now, if that is quality time with family and friends, how can you still pour into that and make that a priority and also be willing to be flexible, right? Or if it is having an organization, what ways can you adapt in this season for for really prioritizing the needs and and long-term goals that matter most, right? There's different ways that we can prompt ourselves to get to the core of what it really is that we're about. So I wanted to start, since this is spirit-filled Real Talk after all, with a verse that I love. It is one that I've had spoken over my life when I've needed it most. It's just one of those reminders. And it's about being the light, right? And when you're the light, you're not called to fix people and things. You're not called to to be the solution to all of the things. You're not called to, to manipulate outcomes. You're called to be the light. And I think sometimes that's so simple that we miss it. So I just want to wanna break this down for us. So this is coming from Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You'll likely recognize it as I start going here. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Okay, so, so powerful. So, so powerful when it comes to impact, right? It's not a question of, Am I called to impact? Do I really have what it takes to make impact? The answer is there. <laughs> the answer is yes. But, but what, what is it that I'm meant to do? I'm meant to be salt and light. And how that is expressed it is personal to every person. That's why there needs to be a, hopefully, spirit-led personalized plan. Okay, now Philippians 2, 1 through 30 says this. I'm just going to give you part of it, (laughs) not not all those verses. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. With me? So what this is highlighting again is our impact is service. We are called to serve. We are called to give. We are indeed called to make an impact. So again, if there's any question of, can I really make an impact? Do I have what it takes? Yes, like your DNA is literally wired to make an impact, okay? And then lastly, I will give you one last verse. Dun, dun Okay. I'm going to give you... Dun, dun, dun. Where's the one that's really good here? Dun, dun, dun. Well, they're all good. <laughs> yeah. ah. Okay. So this says it's 2 Timothy 2, 22 so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness faith love and peace along with those who call on the lord from a pure heart okay so oh there's one more that i absolutely love too that's coming to me it's galatians 5 1 for freedom christ has set us free stand firm therefore do not submit again to the yoke of slavery so through all of these verses impact is the common theme, right? We're called to be salt and light. We're not called to suppress our voice. We're called to use our voice. And that requires wisdom. That requires intention. That requires a a strong, inspired leading of Holy Spirit, right? So that we're in the right place timing and we're in the right place, right? A word spoken in season is so, so powerful, right? But our words are so powerful that we can bless and curse with them. So we really have to to develop our voice, right? We have to understand what what is my unique voice and then how do I communicate that effectively, right? And then, so we're called to be salt, we're called to be light. Being salt means, in a lot of ways giving things taste, giving things meaning, but it's sometimes being a disruptor. It's not conforming to the patterns of the world. It's not just going along with things. It's not just being a keeper of the peace necessarily. A lot of times truth is disruptive. It breaks what we once thought truth was. <laughs> it breaks the, the limits that have been set. A lot of mindsets, um, a lot of environments, a lot of things that we've just limited ourselves or boxed ourselves into, when truth comes, it disrupts that. And we can't not see or we can't not experience what we've now gained new knowledge and awareness of, right? So a lot of times we can't go back into conforming into those small spaces, but we don't quite know how to step into the fullness that's ahead, right? And so that's sometimes a very sensitive or awkward space, but so, so powerful as you start bridging those gaps, right? So salt and light and being the light is what's connected to that next verse where it's being of the same mind, being, being full of love, right? Like thinking like God thinks, speaking like God would speak, right? Being moved by, by compassion and what moves God's heart, being led by the spirit, being of that sameness, being in alignment, in other words. So a lot of the work of being the light is not going in out and, and fixing things necessarily or, or just viewing the world as broken and you being the one that's going to come be a hero. It's not that at all. A lot of times it's being in alignment so that you give other permission, so that you give others permission to be in alignment and live from that place as well, right? Powerful, powerful stuff. So from these verses we know that we're called to freedom. We're called to break people out of any any yoke of slavery that's going on, right? And we can do that by shining, we can do that by using our voice, we can do that by a cause that we're a part of, or we can do that by a calling that we're assigned to, or a project that we're assigned to, but I'm going to give you a couple of practical things to think through your impact. I just want to encourage you at the top of this message that you are designed as somebody who is full of ways to impact, okay? but not only does it need to be inspiring it needs to be actionable right you absolutely can and we absolutely need you to use your gifts to make a difference in this world but that won't happen if you don't believe that that's true and if you don't do some of this work at the front end to really clarify what are you passionate about what are you uniquely designed for and developed in and called to and passionate about because ultimately we can't give our resources to every single thing. We can't, right? And we we can't give our time and our energy and our emotions and all of us to every single thing or everyone. We're not designed for that. We can't do that, but we can find our something which can evolve in time as well and work that and steward it well. Okay. So I'm just going to give you a couple of practical things to think through as you think about being salt and light, as you think about healing in your own life so that you can help inspire other people to heal, or as you step into more freedom in your life and inspire others to do that and giving them some practical steps that you applied to help you do that, right? So the first thing is for a personal impact plan, number one is what is your Vision, your vision for the world. Okay, if you were to just set a timer on your phone, get into a quiet space and just journal, maybe close your eyes and visualize it for a bit, just picture what is your vision for the world. Maybe that's five years from now, maybe that's 10 years from now, maybe it's even 20 years from now, but what is your vision for this world? Okay, and then as you think about that, what Is different in that world that you're visualizing from what the world that you see today is right what do you see differently in that vision that is coming forth that is different than the world today what do you see what do you notice something that we know is that there are infinite needs in the world (laughs) infinite right and there are countless ways to be involved But we really want to choose a lane where we have life experience and passion because that will also be like our engine. That will give us the fuel and the momentum we need to keep going after the things that that need some breakthrough. There's going to be resistance. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be surprises. There's going to be things that we need to break through, right? So when you have life experience in that area and you're just so moved by it and you're passionate about it, that can make the journey feel so much more gratifying and fulfilling and on purpose, right? So your vision for the world, maybe again, five years out, 10 years out, and really visualizing how that may be different than what's happening now, right? That essentially creates the Habakkuk, right? The vision and make it plain, okay? This gives you an end goal. And it likely will be several years from now. You don't have to put a number on it, but it likely will be several years from now. But what it does is it helps helps us create the steps in the meantime that make the most sense to take. So for example, when you have this end game, when you have this macro vision, then you can focus on the micro every day. Does that make sense? So when we write the vision and we make it plain, okay, this is where I'm going, this is where I'm headed, so what does that mean today, <laughs> right? Because we're given daily bread, okay? We can't, we can't close that gap on our own, we can't do it on our own, and any vision of God is not designed for us to do on our own, and it likely will take a lifetime, right? That's what legacy is about, okay? So the first thing when you think about a personal impact plan is, what is your vision for the world? Okay. And what you can do again when you have that vision, maybe you're not quite ready to to launch a nonprofit or or you know go evangelize or whatever whatever it happens to look like to you, whatever that grand vision is. Sometimes we just think that it needs to look a certain way. So just remove that for a second. What you can do if you've just identified at least what you have life experience in and passion in and in the areas of how the world is different, right? Then right now, you can focus on causes and movements that push that forward, okay? And some things, again, to, to really dig, because sometimes we're like, well, I just don't know. And we just, we, we get up and we <laughs> walk away from this exercise. But it's so, so powerful because it helps you live every day with a totally different level of energy than most people. <laughs> so what, what made you you? This is another way to kind of back into this. What made you you right and and this could be a positive experience, a negative experience but a lot of times in our childhood there was some experience that really molded us that really shaped us and and led us right whether if it was a a quote unquote negative experience, right Bunny ears <laughs> that that might have put such a strong desire in us to to really prevent people from having to experience that kind of, Pain, okay? If it was really a positive experience. Maybe the access to resources or the advantages that you have or had access to, you want to make sure that everybody has that, right? But what really shaped you? And again, these things can evolve, but it's really, really important to get to the bottom of that. So I'm thinking of a few for myself just to use for examples. So I found out when I was 10 in not the best way, that I was adopted. And adoption is a beautiful thing, but how I found out and the experience of that and how it evolved was not positive. It was actually very jarring and scary, and it really stripped this sense of identity, of safety, of security, of home, of uh, love and contentment and just being treasured and valued and and chosen, all of that, it stripped that from me. When in a lot of situations, when you're adopted, it can bring that to you. It can bring all of these beautiful gifts. So that was an experience that shaped me because I was driven to know who I am. You know, and a lot of times... There's that questioning or that evolution happens when we've maybe gone through a really tough life transition. Maybe it was a divorce or a move or or some sort of loss where we're forced to really look: Who am I? If I'm not this person's husband or wife, if I'm not this job description, if I'm not uh, in this family dynamic in the same way, like if I'm not useful, then then who am I? Right? A lot of times when we've given, 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 and we've never done a lot of this internal self-reflection, self-awareness work, right? And particularly if we haven't developed a relationship with God, we become really introspective and that can be really unhealthy (laughs) because just focusing on our stories without God in it is not hopeful a lot of the time. (laughs) So think about that. What shaped you? So why is that powerful? Well, My dream or where I have a lot of impact is I want everybody to live with a strong sense of identity and purpose every day because I know how different that experience is, and I don't believe that we're meant to live in fear and anxiety and chaos and dysfunction every day of our lives, right? When you know who you are and whose you are, you show up with boldness, you show up with courage, you show up with confidence, you show up with a certain level of surrender and trust. You show up knowing that God is backing you up, and that is a totally different way to live. So my desire is to help people step into that because that does break off these, these uh, yokes of slavery that can hold you back and limit you, right? Well, if nobody wants me, then. Well, if I'm not worthy, then. Well, if I'll never be enough, then, Right? So it, it kind of cancels all of those scripts in your head and then you can actually step into your creativity, you can step into your voice, you can step into your power in a very healthy and functional way, the way you were designed, right? So that's an example. Another one could be that, man, I'm trying to think. One of my, one of my, I had an interesting experience where somebody spoke into my life In sort of an intense and heated situation that I needed to talk more. (laughs) I was like what a weird you know and it was in a situation where this particular individual was angry and and having a bit of a breakdown and blaming and pointing fingers at other people Uh, and this was in a family environment and and how they needed to change and how they needed to show up different and so when this individual pointed at me and said that I need to talk more and that's my quote-unquote issue I was like, huh, interesting. Now, what this individual didn't know was that was incredibly powerful for me. Maybe not in that moment. (laughs) But what it was showing me was that I had lived my entire life relatively up until this point suppressing my voice and really shoving that down and acting like it didn't matter. Like I I was living like I didn't have a voice. I was still in this Uh, as much as I didn't want to be in that, I was still in this loop of my voice doesn't matter. What I have to say doesn't matter. Why would I say it anyway? It's just going to be like shoved aside. It's not going to matter. Right. So I was still in that space. So I didn't really know that until I was pointed at (laughs) and spoken into like, I do need to talk. I do need to talk more, but what does that look like? And long story short, I, I, it, inspired me to to step into journalism it inspired me to step into film production it inspired me to step into coaching it inspired me to develop my communication skills i knew that these were lacking i knew that i wasn't going to get it from my my origin right the the family that i was brought up in and i knew that that was something that i was hungry for but i would have to seek out to get better at now You know, I I was dealing with shyness. I was dealing with fear. I was dealing with anxiety. I was dealing with unworthiness. I was dealing with so many things. So that felt like a huge mountain. That felt like a Goliath, right? But I was determined that I have life experience where I've been silent. I have life experience where the wind was knocked out of me and I felt like I lost my voice. I've had experience where I know that I know that I know what it is like to live voiceless right? And, and think that that's your, your, your path, right? And I have so much passion there because it's a lie, right? So much passion there and now so much experience there of developing communication skills, okay? So I love helping and supporting and guiding people to step into their voice and their power. So, so cool. So those are just a couple examples, but my vision for the world would be a world where people know who they are because I think when we actually know who we are and where we come from, we don't live from fear a majority of the time, at least not consistently, right? Our entire operating system is different and we can choose love. We can choose faith. We can choose the things that ultimately do matter to us and prioritize them. And when we see the other distractions and the stuff that comes to break our our signal, right, the static that comes... We don't have to choose it and give into it or focus on it. We can just shine brighter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that's a vision. Then also that people would know and use their voice because you can't impact everyone. I can't impact everyone, but the people in your circle you can impact, and a lot of times that's through your communication. Yes, your presence, but it's also through your communication and how you see the world and how God expresses Himself through you and that those perspectives and those that voice needs to be shared and there's key moments where it needs to be shared that can radically shift somebody's entire life path and the course of course their destiny so it's so so powerful and so to live like you don't have a voice is to me not a life worth living right it's not so those are some examples but again these things can evolve okay and usually they they get stronger and in the faith, we go from glory to glory. So, for example, just as I was led to, to develop communications, I started developing that in all aspects. I started developing the inspiration behind that. I started developing the history behind that. I started developing the ways that, that the world communicates now and the ways that we tell stories. And then I started putting strategy and action plans to it. So it, it built right from the day that I had the desires, not the same place that I am today. Okay, it builds. So that's the first one. What is your vision for the world? My vision is that every person would know how valuable they are and who they are and that they would steward well what they've been given. Okay, so that's my vision. So what does the world look like when everyone you see is doing that? Right? Like, can you imagine how energized people are, how hopeful they are, how inspired they are, how intentional they are? Like, what? Right. So that's an example of mine. Number two is a lot of times, and I I personally have been here in many seasons, we can grapple with what it is that we should, <laughs> what it is that we should be doing. And I'm laughing because there's phrases out there like, stop shooting on yourself, right? And, and there's other things where, where people have come to realize like, well, really, I'm, I'm not into should, right? Like, should is not where it's at. Should does not have any passion behind it. That's actually somebody else's agenda, right? Right. So <laughs> we grapple with what we quote unquote should do when really we, we most want to focus on what it is that actually lights us up. And that's so unique and so personal to all of us. And when we all can tap into that and live from that, that's where like some really deep, powerful impact happens. So this one is more about rather than grappling what you should do, give yourself permission to really tap into the rhythm or the formula that works for you to put action behind whatever that vision is. Because again, we become diluted, we become ineffective, we become frustrated and, and somewhat powerless when we're we're trying to be involved in all the things, right? So what's really powerful is using our boundaries, <laughs> right? And and making sure that we're we're focusing on that something that is our thing to focus on, right? Because there's gonna be so many people that tell us what to do and how to do it and what we should focus on it and why we should focus on it and all of these things right but to some degree you've got to stand firm in who you are and the value you bring to the table and where your life experience is and what you're really passionate about and what your vision is and stay true to that like that is an anchor for you again how it's expressed can evolve but that is an anchor for you and you're in it for the long game like you're building a legacy so you're not just going to be impulsive or distracted or easily moved, you're going to be unwavering as you steward that. And as you build connections that can help you steward that well, right? If you become diluted, if you get distracted, that vision starts to peter out because you're not focusing on it. It's not a fine-tuned vision, okay? So this requires boundaries because we have to give ourselves the space to find right? What, what works best for us? What is that r- rhythm that helps me show up and give my best every day? What does that look like, right? So it's probably incorporating some self-care into your life. It's probably surrounding yourself with divine connections and people that, that bring life to you and that can build with you and can help you carry this. It's probably keeping boundaries against people that aren't doing this kind of work because to some degree, they're not going to get it. And usually the people that aren't doing kind of work or they're not putting in the work, they're usually the ones that have the most to say about what you should be doing. (laughs) And a quick way that you can kind of like ex-nay that is you can ask them, well what is, tell me about your idea. What is it that you're going to do about that, right? So it's it's almost saying rather than like beating me up for actually doing all this hard work and investing, my best into this, rather than rather than coming at me, tell me about your idea. Tell me about what it is that you're doing, right? Get them back on their path so they get out of your lane because you've got to stay focused on your lane and you've got to have that level of knowing and authority and accountability to what you, you have been called a steward, okay? So it requires boundaries, it requires boldness. And it requires finding that rhythm in some way every day. Because yes, we will drift. Yes, there's going to be days that are hard. But when you know what your home base is, when you know and work the tools, when you know what the tools are that help you stay in that rhythm and stay energized and kind of come back to your center and come back to alignment. And these can be things like prayer and, and quiet time with the Lord. It could be fasting. It could be Uh, daily, daily time journaling and visualizing, whatever it is for you. But having these tools that you exercise and practice is so, so important. So you know what it feels like to be in your own spirit led rhythm. Like what does it mean to be walking in step with God? What does that mean personally for you? What helps you be more aware of that every day? Because God is constantly pursuing us, but we're not always available, right? So being more available and being, becoming a really good receiver helps you walk that out. And it makes you less intimidated or distracted by what you should do or the opinions of man. Because if you're going to be a people pleaser, you can't be a God pleaser. Eh. Okay. <laughs> and if you are a God pleaser, right? Meaning if you're co-creating with God, if you're co-laboring with God, if you're walking in step with God, if you're repenting, right? When when you get off the path, so to speak, Right. Then, yes, there are going to be some people that are absolutely impacted, the ones that you're called to. Everybody, not so much. Okay. And then lastly, number three for your personal impact plan, keep in mind that we we in life, as we're on a legacy building path, right, can have misguided moves, misguided moves. And that can come from many things, from urgency, from fear, from distractions, from other voices that we're listening to. But we're here again for the long term. Okay, so what is is the long term fix? A lot of times when we have misguided moves, it's because we're looking for the quick fix. And the quick fix, those are things that are absolutely needed when it comes to impact. So if there's been a natural disaster, if you know it's holidays like right now and it's it's getting food to people and warm clothes to people, right? Those are things that are short term fixes, right? Like it 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 fixes the immediate need, but in terms of the long term issue, it doesn't fix that. Like rebuilding a city or or getting rid of homelessness, right? Like these are things that can't just be fixed by giving somebody a coat, are you with me? Or feeding somebody for a week. I mean, that's just not the solution long-term. So sometimes we have misguided moves, but we don't have to fear them. We can just really be aware that that could happen. And so a lot of the work with impact is doing the thought leadership. It's doing the inner work. It's having conversations it's it's really thinking through and playing out these movies and getting the vision plain so that you can really make decisions based on long-term impact versus short-term sort of band-aid fixes okay so keep that in mind sometimes it's tempting <laughs> when you know the need it is so tempting to to go for these quick fixes or these short-term fixes, okay? But that can be somewhat misguided because although, yes, we're getting like a dopamine hit of, of helping and being valuable in the moment, right? How how is that actually serving this long-term impact that you're called to? And how can you be more effective in stewarding the long-term impact so that you can actually get to the root of what's happening and and pull out The root of dysfunction, or pull out the root of toxicity, or pull out the lies, right? Pull out whatever the root issue is. If you can pull that out, then there's other folks as well that can partner to to steward that whole path with you. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Sometimes we can make misguided moves when we haven't. Maybe when we drifted from the vision, when we feel pressure, when we feel a sense of urgency. So always take time to let emotions subside and, and definitely use logic and fact to your influence or to your favor, right? But, but allow the passion and the energy to fuel you, but don't necessarily always move the minute you have that because sometimes it can lead to some misguided moves, which are always an invitation to pause and realign. So keep that in mind. Just, it's not going to be a perfect straight line path. Okay. Sometimes there's still going to be a lot of bumps on the road, a lot of bruising, right? You've got some skin in the game. There might be some blood, <laughs> right? But you're in it. So keep that in mind. Like I'm not always going to make the the best moves, right? Like I'm going to make mistakes. Like I know that. But their lessons and their opportunities, and I can still pivot and and stay in this long game versus getting caught up in all of the short-term quick fixes, because there will always be those as well. Okay, so just a quick recap. There are infinite needs and countless ways to, to make an impact in this world. Okay, and there is space and there's grace for you to choose and to focus on and prioritize what matters most, what you uniquely have life experience in, passion for, and what you are called to. Okay, so here are a couple of those steps again. Number one, what is your vision for the world? Get this end goal because it will help you start making steps right now that make the most sense to move towards that and to start closing that gap, so to speak. Two is rather than grappling with what you should do, give yourself permission to focus on what actually lights you up. Because as you step into this rhythm, as you start to gain experience and what that feels like, and you really live in this free space, right, you can really have not just a shallow impact, but a deep and a broad impact. Okay. And then lastly, what is the long term fix? Keep in mind there's going to be misguided moves, there's going to be mistakes that are made, and a lot of times these happen from choosing short term fixes. Okay, but like click back, cue into, tap into, tune into what is the long term fix? And when you're tempted to just give into short term fixes, how do you remember? your vision and your ultimate goal and what you're after so that you can really invest in and prioritize and focus on the things that matter most as far as your difference that you're making in the world. All right? Oh my goodness. I know that this is a lot, but it's so, so powerful. It is so, so powerful when you just give yourself permission to be very, very clear on what it is that you're called to and just be unapologetic about that actually. Okay? So, impact again, just definition-wise is to have a strong effect on someone or something. To have a strong effect on someone or something. Okay? So, when when people are when people come into contact with you, when they're impacted by you, what is the effect of that? On a very, very basic level, when people encounter you, when they have moments with you, when they experience you, when they, when they come into contact with your work, what is the effect that you want that to have? Sometimes we, we can submit to this thought that, oh, I'll just wake up and know, or I'll just realize it. But a lot of times this is the work. The work is being clear. The work is having that that clarity of vision. The work is removing obstacles and blocks from keeping you in alignment. The work is developing your own light and, and really your experience of the light so that you can be it in the world, right? And those aren't necessarily things that are always talked about or celebrated, and it's not what the world sees, right? But who you are behind closed doors ultimately will be revealed, in public, right? Who you are in private will be revealed in public. So what are you practicing in private? That's where a lot of this impact work is. You first have to impact yourself. You first have to, to impact yourself in such a way that you can step into the freedom that you're called to step into the light that you're called to step into the resourcefulness and the abundance that you're called to so that everything you do from there is, is giving from the overflow, of your life. A really good visual of this is sort of like a teacup on a saucer, right? So you've got like a cup on a dish. Your work is to be a really good receiver. Receive the fullness that God has for you on today. Receive the clarity and the vision and the promise that God has for you on today. Receive whatever it is that your soul is, is hungry for on today. Feed on it. Spend time with God, right? Journal it out. Pray for it. Like live in this faith and this expectancy of God's goodness, right? And then everything, once you're full, everything, not only will your cup be full, but it will overflow. So if you've ever seen, um, you know, you've been at a restaurant or you've had somebody come and refill your cup and it overflows, that's why the saucer is there for any of the overflow. So everything that you're doing as far as impact is going to be the stuff that is flowing into your saucer. Okay. Your needs need to be met first. You need to tend to your own self-care. You need to value your self-worth, right? You need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself so that this is sustainable again long-term. With me? So this is where investing, and you hear investing, okay? I take care of myself because I'm investing in my future, right? I renew my mind because I know my mind is one of the greatest tools that God has given me to co-create with him on earth. As it is in heaven. Okay? I, I develop my spiritual life. I develop practices and, and rituals and things that help me stay energized and focused. Because I know that everything in the world is really coming to distract me. With me? So... Hopefully, this gives you a little more insight into impact or this is a reminder or an encouragement or this is speaking to you like, oh, man, this is a timely word. That is the intention on today. I just want to encourage you to create some space to answer these questions or to journal it out and just get really clear. To be thankful, of course, for every good and perfect gift comes from above. To be thankful for every good gift in your life. To be thankful for all the provision, for all the relationships, for all of the resources, for good health, right? for laughter, for joy, all of that. Be thankful on today and make sure that you spread that joy. All right, guys, as far as additional fun resources for you, make sure you subscribe here, of course, but you can also tune into Juliana Page on YouTube. There's a lot of video content over there. And you can navigate to all of these things from juliannapage.com. There are coaching services. There is a self-mastery course. There's a blog where all of the links to all of the ways that we can connect are. So just go check out juliannapage.com. And you can also connect with me and kind of see some behind the scenes of life over on Instagram at Miss Juliana Page. All right, guys, happy Thanksgiving. And until next time, stay blessed.